Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Good evening. Welcome to the Ex-Mormon Files here in the heart of Salt Lake City. I'm your host, Bishop Earl. I appreciate you spending some of your evening with us. Tonight, I'm really happy to introduce Brandy Pitts. Appreciate you coming, Brandy, and coming and sharing your story. Thank you for having me. And you're a multi-generational Mormon, is that right? I am. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, (laughs) about... I think about six or seven generations. Wow. Most of my ancestors came across the plains. A few were stragglers and came after 1869, but yeah. I'm even part of the Daughters of Utah Pioneers. Oh, really? Yeah, and a lot of my ancestors settled some of the first some of the first cities and things wow. here in Utah. A lot of pride with that. Isn't yeah, it? I mean, it feels good. Kind of neat pioneers. And yeah, it's pretty special. Yeah. So I still in, love it. Born in the church and. <laughs> yep. I guess you were raised and went to primary yep. and all yes, that stuff. I baptized did. And yep, baptized at eight and yeah. went to young went through young women's and yep, I was active my whole life. Wow, seminary. Yep, did, did seminary, seminary. Graduated from seminary. And where was all this at? Um, well, I grew up in Davis County, okay. so mostly yeah. Farmington and Kaysville. Yeah. And just busy with young women's and yeah. just the whole thing, camps and. Yep, I loved camp yeah. and. Yeah, just enjoyed the whole thing. Yeah, parents active. Yeah, my parents are very active. Yeah, temple recommend holders, I guess. Always, yep. Yeah. So, I guess anything unusual happened during these years that uh, ever caused any doubt? Did you, I just assume, you you assumed the church was true? Yeah, I always assumed that the church was true. I didn't really have doubts. I mean, looking back now, there were red flags that I could see. You really? know? Even as a young person. Yeah, that there were just things that I thought that doesn't really make sense, but I put it on a shelf, you know, yeah. so to speak, yeah. and just kind of put it out of my mind and just figured that any doubts I was having, I needed to pray harder, and that I was unfaithful. That it was so, your fault. <laughs> that it was my fault. That it was my fault. I was having these doubts and that yeah. I was questioning. Yeah. So you eventually, uh, what happens after high school and all? Um, after high school, I worked for the airlines for a little while, mm. and um, then it was kind of funny. We we were at home in Farmington. We lived in a house off of Main Street, and uh, one day I looked out the window, and there were missionaries tracting our neighborhood, and I laughed, and I said to my mom, don't they know everybody here is Mormon? <laughs> I'm like, why are they tracting? Why do we have missionaries in Utah? <laughs> exactly. Huh? I thought yeah. it was funny, yeah. and that just shows how naive I am, yeah. but... Um, Anyway, my mom said, why don't you invite him over? And so the elders came over and shared a message and, you know, we got to know them and they had uh, Thanksgiving with us and they were just really nice young men. And one day after one of them left, he said, have you ever, he said, Brandy, have you ever thought of serving a mission? And I laughed at him and I said, no, (laughs) I'm planning to be a stewardess, an airline stewardess, because I was working in the call center and I wanted, as soon as I was 21, to become a stewardess. And he said, I think you really should pray about serving a mission. Wow, got you so thinking a little he bit. He did, yeah. he did. So that night I just prayed and said, Heavenly Father, do you want me to serve a mission? 
And I'll never forget this vivid dream that I had, that I was in a classroom and I was taking a test. And when the teacher handed the test back, I had a big giant F on it. <laughs> and somebody in my dream said to me, well, now that you know what would happen if you decided to be an airline stewardess, oh, now yeah. you know you should serve a mission. Oh. So, so it felt like I got the answer to your prayers. Right, right. So, so you went on a mission then. I did, yeah. Okay. I served, Where I did served you go? a mission. Santa Rosa, California. Oh, and how was that? It was a pretty good experience overall. There, yeah. I mean, there were some companions and areas <laughs> that were difficult, but... I think it's it challenging was, for sisters, yeah. even more so than the elders, right? It can be really, yeah, it can yeah. be really difficult, but yeah. in general, it was a pretty good experience. Well, I ask this from time to time, but uh, do you feel like you were preaching um, Joseph Smith or the church or Jesus, or what do you feel like you were actually representing out there? Well, the whole reason that I went, honestly, was for Jesus. In fact, I... Oh, well, that's wonderful. Yeah. I had pictures all over my bedroom before I left for my mission of Jesus, and yeah. even, one, even one above my bed, so when I'd open my eyes, I would see him in the Garden of Gethsemane praying, you know? Yeah. I just, that's who I went for. So you and that's you who I thought it was for, was for Jesus. Really? So you felt like the message that you were sharing with everybody was a message of Jesus. Right. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. Do you think that's common among missionaries? I have heard others say differently, but I guess it depends on I guess it depends <laughs> on who the person was, I what suppose. reason they went, but that was what was in my heart was oh, that that's who that I wanted to serve. Wow. So. And so what kind of message do you feel like you share as a missionary about Jesus? What do you what do you You don't really you don't really share a lot with with him. Uh, it's more it really like looking back now you share the first vision, you talk about prophets and apostles, and you touch a little bit on Jesus, but it's not it, its not the same, looking back now. Yeah, it, and handing out the Book of Mormon, right. which, of course, talks about Jesus. Right. But, oh, well, very interesting, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, so then what happens in life? Well, <laughs> I, so I served my year and a half mission and yeah. come home and I'm on fire and I'm excited to mm -hmm. you know talk to people about my experiences and yeah. just really happy everything seems really good and um, I went to Weber State University for a while and then I got a job um, at the University of Utah with a cousin of mine and attended there and I did I went to lots of Institute classes and you know I ended up in a student ward mm. and this is what I get for, you know, whenever I laugh at something or I say I'll never do that, the Lord always likes to humble me <laughs> because I remember someone bearing testimony one time in a singles ward, um, a student singles ward about how wonderful student wards were. And I remembered leaving and I thought, that was such a weird testimony and I'm never going to marry somebody out of a student ward. Really? And sure enough, I met my husband <laughs> in my student ward. So. And ended up marrying yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. That's so. funny. Yeah, yeah, the Lord has a sense of humor, don't you think? He and, does. Yeah. He definitely does. And you got married in the temple. We did. We got married in the Salt Lake Temple. Yeah, was that what you'd expected? Of course, you'd been through the temple before your mission, right? Right, right. And uh, did you have any anything come up in the temple that was a questioning nature? Or did I thought it was kind of strange. Yeah. I thought like the initiatories were odd and yeah. I thought all of doing all of the different hand tokens and gestures and promises, I thought it was kind of strange, but I really liked the video. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, you know. It kind of makes you think yeah. in a broad perspective, doesn't it? It yeah. does. 
so you know I just love the creation at the beginning and yeah. talking about Christ and yeah I so yeah. You, in the mar temple marriage then was a, a goal that you had had certainly oh yeah ever since I was little yeah. I mean it was uh, there was never any going to be any other way that I would get married yeah, yeah you just you just know the church is true and that's right. that's all there is to it and had you done a lot of study I mean I through seminary I guess and your mission do you you feel like you'd really probably spent time in in the standard work certainly well definitely I know the Book of Mormon really well I yeah. don't know the Bible as well as I'd like but yeah I know the Book of Mormon yeah. well so it's kind of funny when LDS friends quote things to me and they're telling me out of the wrong <laughs> Mike that's not in Alma 36 <laughs> no, <laughs> that's in the beginning know. of Alma or that's in Mosiah so it's funny that I still remember you still remember all so well, so you just go along, I guess, in life, and you start yeah. raising a family, and right. and that very active in the church still. Yeah, we were, yeah, very active. My husband was in the elders' quorum presidency, and I had various callings in nursery and primary. That's where they like oh, to have me is with the little you. people. Sure. So, and I like it. I guess I can relate pretty good <laughs> to the little kids. But, yeah. um, and then a gospel doctrine teacher. Oh, how was that? That was my last. I enjoyed it a lot. We were studying from the New Testament, and mm. I really, yeah, and it's like I had talked to you before that um, I just fell in love with Paul. I just fell in love with his writings, and I cried when, <laughs> when I had to finish teaching about Paul because if, sorry, pregnancy hormones. <laughs> um, I just felt like I'd become friends with Paul. Like, just something and about him, just I loved him. And you'd never had and never done anything about or had that experience before no. with him or anything. No, no, I really hadn't. But there was no, uh, still you were very active in the church. I mean, oh, yeah. your testimony was strong right. and everything. Oh, every, every Sunday yeah. I, at the end of my gospel doctrine lesson, I would always bear testimony of Joseph Smith and the restoration. And yeah. I just, you know, I just knew. I just knew that it was true, you know? I yeah. just felt that so strong. Well, in reading the, the letters of Paul and, and what he wrote, did you were you catching anything there that was raising questions to you at all about the church or anything? No, I guess I just, my eyes hadn't been opened yet, you know? <laughs> when they talk about that you have scales on your eyes, the yeah. scales must have been there because I just didn't get it. Well, I know I did for several times, read the New Testament, and I there were things I didn't see. Well, let's get into kind of what happened then. So okay. here you are, such a good little Mormon girl, doing all you're supposed to and more, and raising you have four children, and this is your yeah. fifth. Yep, this is my so, fifth. So uh, what happens? So um, my husband is gets fed up with paying tithing. Is really what it boils down to. He was just okay. he was just kind of tired of that. You know, he's like, this is a lot of money. We're trying to raise a family. And there were just other things. And he was like... He wasn't being a cheerful giver, was he? <laughs> no, no, okay. he was not enjoying it. And he felt like he was doing all these things out of duty. And he was miserable. Because yeah. he's like, I'm not doing it because I want to. I'm being forced to do this. And so he's just like, I'm not going anymore. And it was so devastating. Because wow. <laughs> I was like who are you? Who's the person that I married? You yeah. know, we married in the temple and you read your Book of Mormon and we did all these things and what are you doing to yeah. me? You know, yeah. and I'm ashamed to say I thought maybe I should just pull the plug and just go away. Maybe I should just leave, you know. Divorce. I mean, right, just yeah. to divorce him, yeah. you know, over, over something so now looking at it so petty, but um, 
anyway. But so you knew this was important. And, right. And you needed to keep temple recommends. Right. And, and that's what I wanted to do. To stay good with God. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I wanted. I'm like, you're hurting our eternal family. Yes. And <laughs> I was, yeah, I was upset with that. And so my parents came out from Stansbury Park every Sunday to sit with me and help me with my four little kids. Oh. So, so that I wouldn't have to do it alone. Them? Yeah, I think I think they were upset that that this was happening, but they were really supportive of me and with the kids, and so they were there every Sunday to sit with us and to help us. And um, one Sunday, I remember thinking, I don't want to go to church today. I want to be with my husband. And we all went to Liberty Park, and it was such a wonderful day. (laughs) There was no fighting. There was no (laughs) arguing. The kids had a great day. I had a good time, and so I kind of started pulling away. You know, we just kind of went less active, and okay. we would just have fun on Sundays, and, and it was all right. And sometimes I would still go, Yeah. you know. And how long did that last? Oh, that was, uh, I don't know, maybe a year. Was it? You got yeah. released as Sunday school teacher? Yeah, I okay. asked to be released because, yeah. you know, you can't play hooky from church if you're stuck, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Did you feel guilty? With oh all yeah, this? I'm sure you. Could. I did. I did. I felt really yeah. torn because yeah. part of me thought I need to be there, but I don't want to be there. I want to be with my husband and my family, you know. Because just he brought peace to the family, though. Yeah. To, to for you to, okay. Right. So, so anyway, so during that period of time, um, we decided to go see a Tom Cruise movie, and I remember before we went and saw the movie, I thought. I know he's a Scientologist. I wonder what the heck they believe. And so I decided I was going to do some research because I'm always fascinated by other people's beliefs. And so um, I'm looking everywhere. I looked on their website and apparently you can't get information unless you pay money into their church. And then that's when they reveal their secrets or whatever. (laughs) And so anyway, um, I read on Wikipedia what they believed, and I thought, that's really weird. And then it, it said something about them being a cult. And I remembered that the word cult was in blue and underlined. And I thought, well, oh, that's <laughs> can highlight on that. Right, yeah. yeah, it was highlighted. And so I thought, I'm going to click on this. And clicking on that changed my life. <laughs> really? It did. I clicked on that, and I read the definition of cult. And Maybe a list of 10 or 12 or yeah, some. Yeah, several different yeah. things. Yeah, that it that it just talked about and point after point I got sick I physically was sick as I was reading those and I thought I've seen this in Mormonism I've seen this one I've seen this and like experiences and thoughts came flooding back of times that I'd seen some of these cult-like behaviors in the Mormon church in the Mormon church and I thought oh no surely this church that I've devoted my life to and that I love is not a cult. It can't be a cult. Oh my goodness. And as I thought more about it and I read more about it, I thought, maybe it is a cult. And right then and there I thought, I want to know <laughs> what other people are saying about us. And so I, you know, That's I a opened, brave move. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of a little, yeah. <laughs> I opened Pandora's box, really, at that moment, just yeah. to see what was out there and read article after article, you know, from old newspaper clippings and different things online and books and just the more information that I read, the more that I thought I've been wrong my whole life. <laughs> what, what struck you the most or a couple of things that struck you so forcefully um, besides the definitions of a cult? Right. I've been through that before too that and was, it, Mormonism is definitely falls into that category. Yeah, the, the two big ones for me, uh, the Book of Abraham 
That oh. was one of the first things I ran across. That was big for me. Yeah, too. that made me really upset. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if he got this wrong, then is it possible he got that wrong? And him translating with the rock and a hat, the same seer stone that he used to do treasure hunting, <laughs> <coughs> he you was never, using to translate. You never the heard that before, had you? No. 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 And and one of my brothers, I had this discussion with him. He said, "Oh, well, I found an old book on my mission that talked about that." And he's like, "And I don't have a problem with that." And I said, <laughs> "I have a problem with that. It's kind of weird." And not only that. The church never portrays him as looking at a rock no, in a hat. No, it's always him physically there looking at the plates with right. Oliver Cowdery sitting across <laughs> from him, <laughs> and they literally physically have them there in their hands. Yeah. And I mean, even, even Emma said in a letter that most of the time he was there with the rock in the hat. And the plates Looking at may it. not even be in the room yeah, or something. You right. Know. And so that was shocking for me too. Yeah, yeah. So that bothered me. And then um, you know the all the Masonic stuff that's in the temple. So there were just there are a lot, you know. But those are the three biggest, I think. Wow. And you just hadn't heard those before. I hadn't. No. Yeah. We're no. Not, we're not taught any of that stuff. And no, they don't talk about that. I mean, yeah. you can you can find them talking about Joseph Smith looking at a rock in a hat, yeah. like in some obscure. Um, yeah. <laughs> talk to like some. I think it was. I'm trying to remember. I think it might have been Dallin Oaks talking to a group of mission presidents. Or something. So yeah. yeah, it was some really obscure talk. It's it's there online on yeah. LDS.org, but it's not something that they point out and yeah. say here it is this is where to find it did you talk to your family at all oh yeah yeah what did oh, your yeah. mom and dad say i called them up and i was so upset and i said i just let loose everything i said i read this i've read this you know i don't think this is true anymore i'm like doesn't this bother you and my mom was i had her at a point where she was almost going to um, read the insider's view into Mormon origins oh, too, Grant because I'd Palmer read that, yeah. right? Because I had read that, and I'm like, this, I'm like, there's too much here yeah. <laughs> to make me. My say shelf's it's not getting true. way too heavy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I can't, yeah. I, I can't believe this anymore. Yeah. You know, and I was trying so hard, because I felt like they're trapped. You're trapped. You're in a lie. You're trapped in a lie. I want to get you out. I want to save you. I'm scared for you. This isn't true. You're paying money into something that's not true. And, you know, I was doing it with good intention. I wasn't trying to, you know, be yeah. a pot stirrer or cause trouble. I was genuinely scared. But they scared. just basically dismiss right. everything you, you try to share, right? Yeah. Because, you know, it, they're like, oh, you're reading anti-Mormon things. I'm like, this man is LDS that wrote <laughs> this. Right. And I said, a lot of this is historical, doctrinal. This is things that you can look up. These are things you can find. Yeah. You know? So, wow. So, so you find out all this stuff is questionable, and do you do you keep going to? Well, at this point, you haven't been going to church as much, I guess. Right. You still yeah, have it was kind of on and off. Basically, have a testimony of the church, though it's the only true church until these yeah. things start popping up. And then I'm like, what do you do next? Um, well, I was angry yeah. for a long time. I was really mad, and I remember one day it was garbage day, and I took all my garments and my husband's, and I threw them <laughs> in the garbage can right before the dump truck came. Mm -hmm. I was really angry. Yeah. I was really upset with the whole thing. I'm like, this is just awful. And then it wasn't, it wasn't too much longer. Um, my husband and I had found out that we were expecting, and um, I ended up miscarrying. Oh. 
and um, during during the course of this miscarriage, I hemorrhaged really bad, and they I went up to the university hospital. They admitted me and you know, did all the standard procedures and things they do when you're having a miscarriage. And um, they sent me home, but I had this feeling like you shouldn't go home. You can die from this. And that feeling wouldn't leave. And I said, please don't release me. I think I need to stay. And they said, you're young, you're healthy, you're strong, you'll be fine. And so the whole next day was a Sunday. I spent the whole day in bed just sick. Mm. And um, anyway, after after uh, my husband had taken the kids to my in-laws to watch he came home and he kissed me on the forehead and i was burning up with a fever oh. and so he rushed me up to the hospital and um well I, I forgot to share this one part with you that during this whole time there was there was a point in time where i had this thought come to me just as i was i think i was in the shower getting ready for the day or something I thought, I've never actually told the Savior, I've never told Jesus Christ that I accept Him as my Savior and Lord, and that I, you know, and so I remember saying that Just out him, of kind of out just of out the, the blue. blue. Yeah, I remembered somebody had told me about that, and so I remember saying that out loud in a prayer, like, Lord, I accept you as, as, my, as my Savior and wow. King, and um, anyway, so... Then, then this experience with the miscarriage happened, and as we were driving back up to the hospital, I had this really overwhelming thought and feeling come to me. Um, today you get to be with your Savior. Today you will see Jesus Christ. And I wasn't afraid. Wow. I was so happy at the thought to be with Jesus. Wow. Just, I was so happy, and um, I had kind of a near-death experience with this. Um, but all of that actually, um, brought me back to the church for a while, and oh. so I was active again. You at figured church this for a while. Must, the church must be. Yes, true. I thought, oh, maybe this is this is the you Lord telling me come back. Did you understand grace at this point and no. what grace meant and this no, free th gift that God has given us? No, I thought that it was just like it says in the Book of Mormon that we get grace after all we can do. Yeah. So after we work out our salvation with fear and trembling, then we get the grace. That's what I always thought grace was. Well, Brandy, we've only got about five minutes oh. left or, or less. <laughs> so can you share what uh, what happens next? And you kind of give the church another chance. You feel like it must be the true church. Right. But because of these positive, life-saving things that have happened. Right. Then what, then what happens to... Um, well, actually, it's interesting because with the experience I had, for some reason, I just knew there weren't three kingdoms anymore. Just after my experience, I just knew that there was one heaven and one God, and um, I just didn't believe in Joseph Smith anymore. And so, I at church I would bear my testimony, but it would only ever be about the Savior. Wow. So, and then I had a friend whose little boy died, and um, my nephew killed himself. Like all in one year, all these terrible <laughs> things happened, yeah. and I was starting to feel bitter again and mad and. Um, and then I just said, Lord, I don't want to be mad. And I remembered my friend told me about this church called Risen Life. And she told me, give it a try. But I wasn't ready yet. And at this point in time, I was. And so I went in kind of afraid to go. But um, The first time in a Christian yeah, church. Yeah, right. And so there are crosses and things, and I'm nervous. But I prayed that I'd find someone to sit by. And this sweet woman named Maria Phillips looked at me at the same time, and I asked if I could sit with her, and she's a former Mormon as well. And, oh my God. and you didn't know that, of No, course. I didn't <laughs> know that at the time. So God did answer your prayer. He did, there. and she'd been praying that same morning that 
she'd find someone to fellowship and share the gospel oh, with. Oh, wow. And so I've been attending Risen Life ever since, and I was baptized in March by my pastor, Robert Marshall. And, yeah. um, and your kids go with you? Yeah, they, they love it. They, they love it. They do, and they always say, Mom, can we always stay here and never go back to the Mormon church? <laughs> and oh. I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> Not that the Mormon church is terrible, know, but, know. you know. But it's about, now in Christian church, it's about praising Jesus. Did it you is. notice that? Yes, every song the that I sing, and the, everything. And the, and the lessons and everything all yeah. about yeah, and straight out of the Bible. Yeah, it's not it's not out of some manual that some people got together and wrote. Yeah. and you're not getting just little tidbits of the scripture. They're like actually reading passages. You hold your Bible, yeah. and you read along with what they're reading out of the Bible. It's direct teaching from God's word. And praising, isn't that wonderful? It's, so the I Bible means a little different to you now, doesn't oh, it? Oh yeah, <laughs> I I just love it. It's the word of God. Yeah. It so is. what does your family think about all this still? Um, Your husband, did he, uh, was he happy about this news that you had shared, or did you, you were able to share with him? Oh yeah, I share everything okay. with him, and he, he's taking, he takes things all in stride. He yeah. thinks things through and doesn't jump to any, you know, immediate conclusions. Yeah. He's not interested in, in religion, but when I was baptized, he was there with all of my kids oh, to watch and supporting me, and... Good. So marriage is good then. Yeah, the marriage is good. And isn't there a freedom and a, 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 a you don't feel guilty now, right? No. I mean, there's a freedom in Christ that we just don't have as Mormons. They're, they're just uh, doing all we can do. You know, we just never can do enough, right? Right. Well, yeah. Grace comes first. Yeah. And then we do then we do our works to show our love for yeah. Him. But it's not the works that get us to God. It's no. the grace first. Yeah, and the. And like you said about the tithing, you know, it's just a, being a cheerful giver. It's it's uh, you give what you can. If it's fifteen or twenty percent, you give that, and uh, and you just have to be wise and prudent, and and that's between you and God, not uh, you and some man somewhere. So, well, what would you say to the LDS people? Just the Lord Family loves you. And friends, yeah. Tell them to study, would you? Yeah, I would say, open the Bible. Yeah. It's it's the word of God. Read from its pages. It's the living waters. You know, you'll find healing and you'll find life and you'll find the love of God there. And and I'm not lost. I'm yeah. happy. I'm happier than I've ever been. And your family, I'm sure, thinks that you're you, Satan's got a hold of you and you've oh, lost definitely. your way. Yes. And yet you feel closer to God and Jesus than ever before. Exactly. Yeah. I do. It's a strange thing, isn't it? It <laughs> we, is. <laughs> we don't, and, and it's just upsetting in a way that we're not able to share the sincere love that we have for both them and Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Brandy, thanks so much for coming and sharing. You're delightful. I hope everything goes well with your pregnancy. You're due in, Thank you. in, in June. So. In June, yeah. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week here on the, on the Ex-Mormon Files. Good night. This has been the audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.